I'm excited to share a thought with you this evening from 1 Timothy chapter 6. If you'll turn there in your scriptures and look at 1 Timothy chapter 6, we're going to look at verse 11. Let me give you a little bit of background at how I came to uh, this verse for this evening. Um, August of 2019, um, there was a change coming in Susan and I, uh, our ministry and our life, and we didn't see it coming. But it just naturally happened. And the truth is, when it comes to change, most of us really don't care for change. I used to think, honestly, that it was just as you got older, you didn't like change. But the truth is, people of all ages are not crazy about change. We get used to our structure. We get used to way of doing things the way we do it. We're comfortable. We're happy with that. And we don't like things to change, whether it's of our own doing or someone else's. We're not crazy about it either way. But change was coming for us in our ministry here at Faith um, and our ministry prior to Faith. We had never been a leader in a Sunday school setting. We'd never led a Sunday school class. I had never taught a Sunday school class. Uh, most of that had always been because of our involvement in music and prepping for Sunday services. Um, we just didn't feel like it was in the cards. We didn't feel like we had uh, enough time on Sunday morning to prep for all of that. But in August of 2019, there arose a need here at Faith. Um, the young adult ministry, um, college singles, career people that were not married, um, that group uh, was in need of someone to lead um, their Sunday school class. We prayed about it, and at first, to be honest, uh, it wasn't just change. It was scheduling and time, and we were ready to say no. But the Lord uh, would not allow us to walk away from it. So we finally said yes, knowing it was going to be a pretty big change in our lives. But we felt like it was what God wanted us to do. And we encountered a very vibrant, excited, dedicated group of young adults right here at Faith Church that desired to serve the Lord, to desire to have a better relationship with Him. And a year and a half later, we're so glad we said yes to Him. We accepted the change and the challenge. And part of the change for that group was it needed really a huge reset. The reset button on the young adult ministry needed to be pushed. We decided to push it, to take charge of it. And the young adults along with us have banded together. And one of the things we decided to do was to just change the name, to just start over. And that's where 1 Timothy 6.11 comes into play. 1 Timothy 6.11 in the King James says, But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. One of the people in the young uh, adult group brought this verse to me and said, the new King James says, to pursue those things. Not to follow after, but to pursue after those things. So we changed the name of our group to Pursue. And even just a couple of months ago, I taught this idea in Sunday school. Paul is speaking, obviously, we know to Timothy in this letter of 1 Timothy. But in chapter 6, he's continuing the discussion of the work of a minister of Christ. He's contrasting those who love the world and those who love the Lord. Living for God, pursuing Him... 
means living life in a manner that is visibly different from the pattern of values that the world uses. Ironside said, It is a vain thing to profess to be justified before God and made the righteousness of God in Christ while acting unrighteously in front of and toward others. What does that mean? It means that it is a vain thing to say we are justified before Christ and we're living righteously and our actions in front of and toward others do not back up that statement from us. Towner says we are called to pursue a life that contradicts the rebellion of others to exhibit genuine godliness and compassion for others And here's the key. It is combining our beliefs and our behavior. It does no good at all, church, for us to say we believe all these things, but our behavior to not match up with those things. So I want to talk to you briefly tonight about pursuing Christ. What does it mean to pursue Christ? Let's look at 1 Timothy 6.11 again. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. So I'm taking the word pursue and using it as an acrostic. So let's start with the letter P. The letter P stands for passion. The first phrase of that verse, But thou, O man of God, Matthew 6.21 says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Colossians 3.23 says, And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. But thou, Timothy is contrasting, sorry, Paul is contrasting Timothy and the false teachers. Men of God versus men of the world. See, the phrase man of God is a privilege. There's distinction with it. There brings with it dignity and authority. It is a great responsibility. And don't get caught up with man of God when it means person of God. Those who say that I desire to follow Christ with my life, to serve Him, to please Him in everything I say and everything I do. But why should we have passion for God? I think it's pretty simple. Because He loves us, because He died for us. Also because others are watching us. John MacArthur said, don't prostitute the call of God for personal gain. We're called to follow Christ and it is for Him and for His glory alone. We're to love God and in this world we're called to prove it. But the only way we can prove it is to serve Him and to have passion. A passion and a love for God and for others. So, P, we're to have passion. The U stands for understanding. But thou, O man of God, Psalm 111 verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do His commandments. His praise endures forever. Psalm 119.34 says, Give me understanding and I will keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Psalm 119.125 says, I am thy servant. Give me understanding that I may know thy testimonies. And Proverbs 1.5 says, A wise man will hear and will increase 
in learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. What does all that mean? We have to know God. We have an understanding of who God is. That means we have a real, personal, daily relationship with Him. What does that take? It takes time and it takes effort on my part, on your part, to know God, to understand who He is, not to just know Him here, but to know Him here, to have a personal relationship with Him. How do we get that understanding? We spend time with Him in prayer, in dialogue, time with Him in His Word, time with Him in His church. Time with other believers, fellowshipping with one another. So we have to have passion that everybody the world can see. We have to have understanding, having a relationship with Him. Or we have to resist. The verse says, But thou, O man of God, flee these things. That term, flee these things. James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Psalm 143.9 says, Deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies. I flee unto thee to hide me. 1 Corinthians 6.18 says, Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. And 2 Timothy 2.22 says, Flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. We're to flee from things like the desire to be rich, from youthful lusts, from sin itself. Here's the point, folks. We can't stand around and negotiate with sin because it's dangerous. We need to have an understanding and that relationship with God so that we have an exit strategy when it comes to sin. When we're confronted with having to make a decision about sin, We have to have a strategy to get out. And the world will tell us that fleeing these things, it is an act of cowardice. But that is so far from the truth. Fleeing this thing, these things biblically is a mark of wisdom. And it will give us victory in this life because we will be separating ourselves from sin. So we have to have passion, we have to have understanding, we have to resist, we have to flee from these things. The S stands for seek. 1 Timothy 6.11, But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. All those things, all those things, excuse me, Psalm 63.1 says, A psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. O God, thou art my God, early will I, what? Seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Follow to pursue Christ. How do we do that? Well, you have to flee from sin and worldliness. And when you do that, you replace it. It's the replacement principle. You give up this and you go the other direction. You flee worldliness and you seek and pursue Christ. When we follow after and pursue Him, we are fleeing from sin because we're going in the opposite direction. We have to pursue Him persistently. 
It is a continuous action. There's not a day we're going to wake up that we don't have to pursue Him because the devil is constantly pursuing us and we have to be headed in the other direction toward Christ. He gives us six words here that should describe every Christian, every person who claims the name of Christ and who says, I'm going to follow Him. Righteousness, that's personal integrity. Being honest as well as firm in your moral principles. You have to know Him and you have to know what you believe and you have to stand firm on those principles. Godliness, being devoted to God, conforming to His laws and wishes for your life. Remember I said His laws and wishes, not your own laws that you've made up or your own wishes for your life. Faith, being faithful, being dependable, confidently trusting in God that He will be there for you. Love. Love seeks to give and not to gain. But love in this world puts the spotlight on God Himself and draws attention to Him. Patience, which is endurance. Even when times are tough, when the times are good, having patience. And then meekness. It's character. Gentleness. Power under control. All of these things should describe us as followers of Christ. So having passion, having an understanding, a relationship with Christ, resist, fleeing from these things, seeking after Christ, and then you, we have to undertake. If you look forward in First First uh, Timothy chapter 6, in verse 12, you'll see, fight the good fight of faith. We have to obligate ourselves and assume the duty of what it means to be a Christian. Luke chapter 17 verse 10 says, So likewise ye, when ye shall have done all those things which are commanded you, say, We are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. And then Romans 12, 1, we know, says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable Service. God, God alone is worthy of our service to Him. The last part of Romans 12.1, I love it. It says it's my reasonable service because of what Christ has done for me. It's reasonable for me to serve Him and undertake the fight that He's called me to fight for His glory and His honor. How else are people in this world going to know Him and know how great He is? They're not going to. So we have to have passion. We have to have an understanding. We have to resist. We have to seek. We have to undertake. And lastly, E, we have to expect. When we do all these things that God is calling us to do, pursuing Him, we can expect great things from God. Romans 8.28, another very familiar verse. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. Now, we love the first part of that verse. And we know that all things work together for good, and we stop there. But it says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. We have to love Him. We have to pursue Him. We have to seek Him. We have to serve Him and please Him with our lives. And when we do so, we can trust Him. The question tonight is, can He trust us? Are we living a life pursuing Him that is evident to not only Him, but to those we come in contact with on a daily basis? 
Are we pursuing Christ? And are we pursuing Him according to His definition? Not our own definition, but His. But thou, O man of God, all of us who are called of Christ, who claim the name of Christ, flee these things and pursue after all these things, which in essence is pursuing Him. Would you pray with me? Father, we love You. We are thankful for Your Word. Thankful for the reminder tonight from this letter from Paul to Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 6. Help us to claim the name of Christ, to desire with everything in our being, to flee these things that the world is seeking after and to pursue You. Help us to do that, Lord. Give us the boldness, the courage, the understanding and the relationship with You. And we'll give You all the glory as we serve You and share Your name across this world. It's in Your name we pray. Amen.